Hello, hello, it's me, your host, Courtney Gettings, and guys, we've made it to episode five of Dominating Real Estate. I'm really excited that you have decided to follow along with me, and I really, really appreciate your support. If you haven't already subscribed, liked, commented, or given us a review, please do so. Um, You know, any feedback, good, bad, or in between, I totally appreciate it. Um, So today's episode, we are going to be talking about some of my learnings or my mistakes, things I would have maybe done differently or, you know, that I had the chance to kind of look back and reflect on um, in the last almost four years of being in real estate. I recently posted a poll on Instagram asking you, um, you know, what topics do you guys want me to cover? We can all learn from each other and my goal is to ultimately give you some content that you are going to find valuable. So when I sat down and thought about, okay, what can I cover um, in today's episode? I thought about a few different areas where I probably learned the most. And I don't know about you, but I do find that in life when things are are most challenging or most difficult, they're not fun. Um, They're really stressful. They may cause a lot of tears and breakdowns and just all of the stress. But ultimately, when you get through those things, you realize that they just make you stronger and for me, honestly, more confident. Um, I think with every transaction that not just goes well, but you know, the ones that don't go well. I do think that if you can step back and realize, okay, hey, where can I have done something different? You know, I am in control. If you listen to last week's episode about mindset, you have to realize that you're in control. You have to take accountability for a lot more things um, than you might not want to, to be honest. But I think sooner you take accountability and the sooner you realize that, hey, I'm in control and I maybe could have done something different, the faster you're going to grow, the faster you'll learn, and ultimately, the better you're going to be able to serve your clients. So the first thing I want to talk about is one of my lessons learned with a seller client. Ultimately, um, we decided to part ways. I let them go um, after we had signed a listing agreement and we were on the market. It was a mutual decision. Um, They felt the same. And you know what? I'm okay with saying that that they weren't a good fit, that I wasn't a good fit for them, that, um, you know, that I had to let clients go. I mean, at the end of the day, do you want to be an agent that is going to take everything and anything? Um, you know, when I first started or even now, you know, I would say 99% of the time I am a yes person. I am someone that wants to make everything happen. I want to make everyone happy. I want to, you know, drop everything and make sure that whatever you need, I'm going to do everything in my gosh darn power to make it work. But with this client in particular, it was what I thought was going to be a pretty straightforward transaction. You know, I thought there was going to be pretty black and white. Um, I was, I think it was a Saturday when I got a call from them and I was out at showings with buyers and I had a voicemail from someone that I had met at an open house probably six months to a year prior. And I periodically stayed in touch with them. Um, they lived close to my husband I and I at the time. And when they called me and said, hey, I just fired my first agent. Um, can you come list my house? I'm in the process of buying, I have to sell. And you know, we basically had the house ready to list. Can you do it for this certain commission? And in my head, I'm thinking, well, shoot, 
isn't that the dream? Someone calls you and they're like, list my house and I'm ready to go and I have to sell it. It's not, hey, I'm gonna, you know, see if I can sell it and then maybe take it off the market. I mean, that is, those are dreams, right? That That's what I want. How much more straightforward can you get? So when I honestly matched the prior agent's commission, um, and it was probably lower than I would have done. But again, I thought, well, you know, this is pretty straightforward. You know, I, I can't say no to this, right? So I took it and it started to go downhill real fast. Um, I think red flag number one was, hey, I fired my f- first agent. I probably could have asked more questions. Tell me about your experience with agent number one. What went well? What didn't go well? Um, I remember them saying they didn't like the photos. I remember them saying, um, you know, that the quality wasn't there. So I get that, right? I mean, how many times have we looked at listings online and it just, you're just kind of amazed that someone actually posted these photos. A licensed agent thought this was good quality and a seller was actually okay with these photos look that look completely unprofessional. Um, I'm sure we've all seen it. So I got where they were coming from. You know, I related, I remember, you know, it was the homeowner and a family member, um, not a spouse. It was a parent um, that was at the listing appointment and that's okay, you know? Sometimes they have buyers that they want the input of family. Family's really important. Um, You know, this was a first on the list side, um, especially the client was a little bit older, not really older, right? But, um, you know, so be it. Uh, but what I can tell you sometimes, if you've had clients that have had family involved, it definitely is that fine line of, you know, making sure that your client's needs, wants come first, while also respecting the opinions and feedback of family. We all know family wants the best for you know, their family members. And as agents, we ultimately want the best for our clients. Um, but it was definitely a little bit more involved where um, this particular family member of my client felt like, you know, they knew everything, right? They knew everything about pricing of the house. They knew everything how to sell the house. They knew everything about how to, you know, host an open house. They knew everything about, you know, the process, right? So when it came down to everything where they wanted to review and sign off before I posted the listing of the photos of the verbiage of all these things. And I, I totally understand it. However, at the end of the day, isn't your client hiring you for a reason because they, they trust you? Aren't they hiring you because you know what you're doing? Um, so what quickly ended up happening was that there wasn't that mutual respect. There wasn't that mutual you know, understanding of, hey, you know, I may have had this experience as a family member, right? But can I ask your professional opinion as a licensed real estate agent that does this day in, day out? There was a lot of um, disrespect and almost belittling. And I tolerated it because I was pregnant and my client didn't know that, but I was pregnant. I was thinking of our future. It was probably in maybe year two. Um, And if you listened to an earlier episode where I talked about how I made no money in year one, you know, I, I tested my limits. I, you know, put up with it because I thought, Hey, they have to sell. This is, you know, no brainer, Courtney, you can, you can do this. You can put up with, you know, the 
disrespect or the little comments or them trying to take control and not really listening to anything I'm saying to them. And what I'm saying to them is based on actual experience. It's based on my experience. It's based on other licensed professionals in the real estate industry from my colleagues, right? So I'm not, you know, trying to steer them in the wrong direction. They, but they had no regard or did not seem to care, um, about anything or any input or any options I gave them. It was kind of their way or the highway. So when I ultimately ended up almost talking with a family member who, mind you, didn't own the house more than I was talking with the owner and my client, um, it, it became tough pretty easy. And I ultimately stood up for myself and asked multiple times, why aren't you selling this house yourself? You clearly, you know, have, you know, ideas in your head of how you want it to be done. So then why are you hiring me? Right? Ask those questions. Why didn't you hire or, you know, sell this house yourself? Why did you hire a professional, which you were ultimately going to pay when you sell this house? So I hosted an open house for this client. And after that open house, you know, when the family member kept saying that they weren't happy with certain things, or they wanted me to do things differently, or I needed to do this, or I need to do that. I ultimately, you know, attempted to put a meeting on the calendar. I asked them to meet in my office. They refused. And we ultimately decided that this wasn't a good fit. We parted ways. And shortly after I took the house off the market, they rehired their third agent and uh, someone that came to the open house ultimately bought the house, my open house that buyer came to my open house and someone else closed on the commission. So ask me if I'm bitter, you know, (laughs) just kidding. Um, but that's my first really big learning or my mistake. Know your worth. Um, know that when you are being hired as a buyer's agent, you are not a puppet. When you are being hired by a seller, you are not a puppet. They are hiring you for a reason. And what I've come to find out is that when listing a house sometimes if you discount your commission because you're thinking about just the dollar and the outcome of it see if those sellers view you in the same light as the ones that you don't discount you know what i'm saying think about the transactions on your end when you've sold houses and you've maybe done a favor for that seller and then think about the times where you're gonna like you know what I don't really care if i get this listing or i don't get this listing so here it is and you don't discount your commission see how those sellers view you differently. You will see a difference. Um, that's probably my first thing. And later on in my career, when I had a buyer that didn't want to sign a buyer broker agreement, it was a sign called lead. I had sat down, I had done a buyer consultation. I had shown them a few houses and they wouldn't ultimately sign, um, the buyer consultation or I'm sorry, the buyer broker agreement. So I kind of kept asking for it, right? I'm not going to put someone a customer first over a client that we have a mutual agreement that we are going to work together i'm not going to do it my time's too valuable my client's time's too valuable we can't waste your time on a customer not a client um so ultimately you know sometimes you just have to say might not be a good fit and that's okay so knowing your worth is definitely one of my mistakes in the beginning when i didn't know my worth and i come to find that the longer you're in the business the more you do this the more you grow that confidence and you will also realize your worth. Um, Another learning, my very first listing appointment was with 
a for sale by owner that I cold called. I was actually um, in the business for probably a few weeks and it wasn't COVID time, so we could cold call. And the instructor actually challenged me to call up the for sale by owner, make the cold call in front of the whole entire class and set an appointment. So I did. And I couldn't tell you how much my confidence soared from that. Um, but then I showed up to the meeting with a for sale by owner and he asked me questions about like the market and how much do I think his house was worth. And I went into that appointment naively thinking, I'm just going to build a relationship. And that is part of a listing appointment is building that relationship but you also have to come prepared. Sellers not only want to feel like they can trust you because they like you and you can build that connection, but they also have to know that they can trust you to sell their biggest financial investment. So lesson number two, make sure you come prepared to your listing appointments or even your buyer appointments. The more you know about the current market, the better you will look and the better your clients will feel. They're gonna trust you to handle their buying or their selling needs. So that was probably my second um, mistake is not coming to prepared to a listing appointment. Never again will I do that. Um, and I would say the last biggest mistake or lesson learned is with buyers that I worked with for months um, we actually got under contract on a house. We beat out a multiple offer situation. There were a few things um, that during the transaction, they were just kind of unique situations. To put in context, this these clients in particular, they went under contract in the middle of the thick of the pandemic. Um, at the time, we were not allowed to go to the inspection because only the inspector was allowed to be there. That is not the norm in New York State. Um, you know, there were a few different nuances because of the pandemic that we couldn't be there. So that from a buyer standpoint, isn't going to help, you know, help their comfort level. It's not going to make them feel good to not be able to be in an inspection and then have to put their full trust into the inspector. Um, not that they don't trust the inspector, right? But there's a different level of comfort when you can walk a house with an inspector and feel like you're able to ask the questions and go through the house with a fine tooth comb and really dive into everything. You're just, it's just a lot different. And also with these clients, they had sold, um, purchased and sold rather, out of um, you know another area and they didn't have a really good experience. So we talked about that when I first met with them and I met with their family. They had a few um, kids and I grew to really bond with their kids we enjoyed seeing houses together it was just they were such a good family they are such a good family and what ultimately ended up happening was after the inspections there were a few things that we did ask the seller to address um, with it being multiple offer they did go a little bit out of their comfort zone when it came to price point but it was worth it to them they went to a point that was probably at the very top um, but it was within comfort. And then when there were things that came up with inspection, we asked the seller to address them. The attorneys if were taking the lead on it. And ultimately what it came down to was that there was a breakdown when we went to the final walkthrough. Um, the final walkthrough was hours before the closing. It was the, in the morning and the closing was in the afternoon. Everything was set up. They had gone through the whole entire mortgage process. We had gone through appraisal. We had gone successfully through inspections. We had, you know, come to the final walkthrough and we were hours away from them going to the bank, going to closing and getting the keys to their brand new house. 
They had the mover set up. Everything was good to go. Um, And what ended up happening was we went to the final walkthrough and you could just see in my one client's face how upset she was. The findings um, from the inspection that we were told were going to be addressed, they weren't. Um, You know, and there was a lot of communication between agents, between attorneys, and somehow there was a breakdown, right? At the end of the day, there's no point of um, pointing blame. It's just... The reality of it, can miscommunications happen? Sure. When there's emotions running high, when you are buying and selling, um, that's natural to happen at any point in time. But compounded with COVID and the nuances with COVID, that didn't help anyone's comfort level. Um, So ultimately, my clients walked away at the final walkthrough. Now, if you're in real estate, you've been in real estate, you know that the final walkthrough is the last piece of the puzzle. You were essentially home. And when we went to that final walkthrough and I told them to consult with their attorney, they decided to walk away. It was so stressful. Emotions were running really, really high. And they ultimately, they got their deposit back, which means the attorneys and the seller found them to be in the right. Um, after that transaction fell apart, um, I felt terrible. Uh, like I said, I had a relationship with these clients. I had a relationship with their kids. I actually had known them before I decided, um, you know, or before we got together rather to move forward and to look for their house. They went on, we decided to part ways and they went on to buy a house with another agent. Um, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't stressful. I felt absolutely horrible. I knew how upset they were. I've been on the buy side multiple times. I've purchased a few different houses and I know how stressful and how emotional the process is. And what happened was after they closed on their new house, I sent them a card and congratulated them. I had said to them that, you know, I felt terrible that they had to go through everything they went through to get to the new house. But this new house that they ultimately purchased because um, I saw it on social media, it was perfect for them. I know it was the perfect house for them and I'm so happy that they didn't let this really stressful process stop them from achieving their goals. Now I could probably talk about a lot more than just these three mistakes or learnings um, that I kind of was able to step back and kind of look at it from a neutral perspective and think what would I have done differently? How would I have changed this? And I think for these particular clients, what I would have done differently was, you know, probably do better with my communication. For um, full honesty, I was very overwhelmed on a personal level, on a professional level during that time that we were under contract just because of the world that we were living in. You know, I had a new baby and a toddler at home and that shouldn't have stopped me from making sure that all of my clients have the best experience. So I am definitely human. I am not perfect. And I hope you took something away from, you know, these really big learnings on my end, you know, know your worth and don't undervalue yourself. Um, Make sure you go prepare to your listing appointments and your buyer consultations. And you know what? Don't ever stop communicating and making sure that you're providing the best service. So maybe in a future episode, I'll talk a little bit about more um, of my experiences when things went south. But 
go ahead and follow us on Instagram and on YouTube. Um, Dominating Real Estate is now officially on both. And if you're listening on iTunes, don't forget to give us a good rating. Um, Any feedback is really important. So thank you so much for listening and following along to another episode of Dominating Real Estate.